Yo, what up? This is episode one of the Liberty Weekly podcast, and this is going to be a foil of the Liberty Weekly podcast, which is the podcast that I do. I'm your host, Patrick McFarlane. Um, I'm assuming that most people have listened to the Liberty Weekly podcast, but I'm really excited. This is going to be a foil, as I said, of that podcast. And this is going to be for all the B-side recordings and for all the shit that I didn't think fit in the regular ass podcast. And so I really like doing the podcast and it seems like sometimes I just get sick of talking about libertarianism all the time, man. And so my first guest is Daniel Elwood going back to the root, tapping the vein. How's it going? Hey, we're good. We go way back. And just to clarify, this is the Liberty weekly, but spelled differently, right? W E A K L Y. So we're, yeah. we're weekly doing uh, Liberty here. And yeah, we've been friends a long time. I do the Actual Anarchy podcast where we talk about movies from a Rothbardian anarcho-capitalist pr perspective. We also do a version for the normies called Last Nighters, which is free, far free market film analysis. So those are found at actualanarchy.com and uh, lastnighters.com. All, all the stuff I do is at danielelwood.com. And I'll even put this on there as one of my guest appearances because I got a whole slew of those on there as well and i appreciate you having me on thank you oh yeah awesome of course i mean oh dang it i'm trying to do a screen share here of the logo so people can know like what i'm referring to <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's pretty hot oh there yeah. you go yeah this is the logo why is it blinking okay it's giving me a seizure <laughs> yeah all right well this so the i think that the videos or the yeah the videos and the episodes of the liberty weekly podcast is they're going to be on the Liberty Weekly podcast YouTube. This is going to get so confusing. Um, but so I'll throw them up there. I mean, I already have like, I don't know, 550 subscribers on YouTube or something. So wait, this is not the actual logo, though. Yeah, that's one of the early iterations, right? Oh, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I think what I'm really going to do is... So I really like the the fag cast and what they do with I think when they first started they sh their show they literally just started inviting randos on from Twitter and from other platforms and just having conversations and stuff. Um so I'm going to do that and it's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds like what we do on our show. Almost just invite randos on Twitter. <laughs> well, no. we've had uh, some some people who are just, you know, they reach out and have something to say and we're like hey you want to come on like they'll suggest a movie and we'll be like you want to come on and talk about it and sometimes it works out so you know yeah. well and with the you know with the anchor uh the anchor app so this will be hosted on anchor uh dot fm and you can actually you can put theme music in that's actual songs like snippets from iron maiden or whatever because they actually Spotify bought Anchor, so I think they, when people listen on Spotify or the Anchor app, they can hear actual the actual music without any kind of copyright or anything like that. Um, so I think that'll be really cool. But with Anchor, you can literally record and edit a podcast really quick on your phone and then just release it out. And so I think that'll be a fun way to provide, you know, another podcast feed, some more content or what have you. So, yeah, it might get goofy with having the copyrighted stuff okay on Anchor, but not on YouTube. Oh, so like right. Video versions are going to get copyright striked. 
Well, it'll be fine if I so I can strip the audio from here and then I can just throw it up on Anchor and then it adds it in Anchor. So it'll be the audio only version that has that part to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And will, will the video feeds be on your YouTube or new YouTube or will it be Patreon access? It'll probably so the video feeds. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know yet. Maybe I'll launch the first couple ones in the regular YouTube and see. Um, you know, if maybe this would be the video content would be better suited for the patrons. I'm not sure, but I'll, I'm going to be having, I'll probably invite the patrons on the show. It'll be a nice little place. Cause you know, then we can talk about stuff other than, you know, like Liberty shit all the time, which is fine, you know, but this should be, it, I want it to be like an entertainment show that is about, you know, it's libertarian culture, but we don't always talk about libertarianism. Like, um, you know, Nick does with Sounds Like Liberty. They talk about music, but they're libertarians talking about music. So, or like what those jerk-offs on Actual Anarchy do. Yeah, right. Oh, well, god, duh. <laughs> <laughs> they talk I mean, about movies from a rough, but yeah, but you always kind of I mean, you're using the movie to illustrate libertarian principles instead of, well, I guess you do also do a fair amount of just talking about the movies themselves. Yeah, you know my my grandfather when I, I was sometimes sick as a kid and needed to take some pills, you know, as a prescription for antibiotics or whatever, ear infections, whatnot. And so I didn't like taking pills. I didn't have the ability to do it. It's just sit in my mouth and just like start dissolving and get all disgusting tasting. And I just couldn't trick myself into swallowing them. So what he would do is he'd go out to his garden, pick a strawberry, put the pill in there, try to trick me. So that's what we do with libertarianism. When we put it in, in the <laughs> strawberry of movies... And try to get that pill down your throat. That's what I do with my cats when I try and force them to eat things. You put it in like a treat or something? Yeah. Um, that reminds me of, so when I was, and this also like, so when we're having a chat on this show, like I can go on these forays and not have it relate to an ultimate point. <laughs> so when I was um, in third grade, my parents always go to the Boundary Waters. We would always go every Memorial Day weekend. And when I was in third grade, I couldn't go one weekend because I, I wanted to start football or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. No, it was seventh grade. That's what, or sixth grade. We were going into middle school. And I went on a camping trip, an RV camping trip with some friends, and I got strep throat. Um, and they didn't want to take me to the hospital because they didn't know if my insurance was figured out. But it ended up like abscessing really quick, and my throat started to like uh, swell shut. And I just remember like taking Benadryl or some kind of pills and it got caught in my throat and that's the worst feeling. And it was just stuck there. And I just remember looking in the mirror and like crying because I was a little puss, but you know, I mean, how awkward is that for an adult? Like imagine that you, you know, your friend's kid is visiting for the weekend and then all of a sudden he gets really, really super duper sick. <laughs> what a nightmare. I'd be, I feel so awkward. Yeah, you know, it's too bad that we didn't save this story for when my co-host, who might be joining us, because we have a story similar to that, where he and I and some other buddies drove from up here to Colorado to go on a ski trip back when we were in college. And while we were there, we did all the, you know, 19 and 20 year old college kid stuff, you know, rent pornos on the, uh, <laughs> in the <laughs> hotel and um, try to get alcohol and shit like that. Anyway, um, 
I started feeling kind of sick and my throat started closing up and whatnot. And so after a while, you know, it's like four dudes, right? And I'm like trying to man up, not be a puss. And then I'm just like, I can't swallow anything. Can't drink any beer, nothing. So I, I say to my buddy, Robert, hey, can you look in my throat and see if there's something going on? Because it feels weird, right? The look of horror on his face as he recoiled from looking. He's like, oh my God, it's so nasty. There's all this like bubbly, gross crap growing in there. So <laughs> we'll, we'll recall it when, when he joins. And then uh, uh, we ended up going to a walk-in clinic because I didn't have like an insurance situation either figured out this is like 20 years ago now. Um, and I just paid out of pocket, but they put me on some antibiotics and got that taken care of over time. But yeah, it was, uh, it was gross, real gross, super gross. And it all just came up in one day. I had probably been developing over the course of a couple of days, you know, and we're driving down there. So it's like a 25, 26 hours in the car driving. Oh, okay. And so, you know, the car is like, we're driving through like Wyoming is like negative 40 out, you know, and it's like super dry in the, in the cabin of the vehicle. So, you know, you're always going to kind of feel a little bit like, Oh, my throat's probably upset because of that. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't until, uh, and, and also I was like, I was 19. So you just ignore shit, you know, well, yeah. it like gets un unignorable. Did I just lose your? Oh no, I I lost your video feed for a second there. Yeah, um, back up. I think we're good. No, it's fine. Um, I think so. <clears throat> we're gonna have to. I wanted to bring back up the logo because what is the story behind the logo? What is the actual interpret? I want to hear your interpretation of what the logo is before um I give you what I want it to be. I <laughs> had <laughs> intended with it. Well, I'm not, I'm by no means a, an impartial party here. I've seen this before now. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, I guess so. But I don't know. We had both. I was asking about doing this show because Daniel and I talk a lot on the internet. Uh, you know, throughout our daily lives because we're buds. You know, um, and we both came up with the idea for the Liberty Weekly podcast. I had thought about it too, but when you said it, I think you were joking or offhand. But I think it just kind of made sense but so yeah what is your interpretation of what this means because you helped me design the logo too well i think there's probably one too many iterations going here but yeah. i think that the smashed head guy in the bottom right thinks he's super smart so hence right. the with the brain and he thinks he's doing the liberty weekly like w-e-e-k-l-y but because he's kind of crappy at what he does, he's actually doing it weakly, like poorly. Hence the weak, weak sauce. So would it be better to have him without him thinking that he's doing it and thinking he's got a big brain without this? This portion in the upper left hand for you audio only listeners. Yeah, I wonder if maybe... You do like in the in the right hand side the logo that you've got there. That be like a dumbed down version of your show logo and your real show logo for the Liberty Weekly, like the normal show, be in the big brain. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to do it with like MS Paint or something. Just draw like a little cabin with and and then put like 
that and do it poorly. I did put like a little one where he has like a misspelled name tag that says Patrick on it. Cause it's supposed to be like, I'm a freaking idiot. And it's, I'm doing, it's supposed to be like a self-conscious reflection of like, I'm a freaking idiot doing this podcast. And then it comes out really like the meme. But so if it's the Liberty Week, this is my interpretation is that I'm smashed in head Wojak and then I have the Liberty Weekly. So I'm Patrick thinking that I'm doing the Liberty Weekly podcast, thinking that I'm smart. And when I'm smart, I'm thinking that I'm just a smashed in head guy who oh, okay. is so trying to do the Liberty Weekly podcast. Okay. I don't know. It made more sense to me this morning when I hadn't worked all day long. Yeah, I can see it being like levels, you know, like. Right. It, yeah. It's levels of bulkedness. Levels, Jerry. Levels. Level. <laughs> I love that. So, speaking of memes, I really like that meme um, from freaking Rick and Morty where they take Jerry to babysitting. Well, Rick and Morty go off on some kind of adventure, and that's the place where they take all the Ricks when they go off on adventures, and he wants to leave, except it's the Ancom flag that's like, fine, I'm going to go start my own commune. And then the babysitter person is like, okay, that was always allowed. <laughs> that was always fine. Have you seen this meme? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Because, yeah, he thought he had to, like, get permission or whatever. <laughs> I know it's on my phone, but uh, I don't have it saved in my meme folder. Oh, um, you know, you could um, send it to me on Facebook, and then that would make it downloadable oh, yeah. to you. It would come up, wouldn't it? Yeah, see? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. You are the smashed head in Wojak, but... I, I am. <laughs> I love the, the smashed head in Wojak. Like, there's so many good ones of it. And and Mans has a whole bunch of them that are really good too. I'm sending them to you now on Facebook, so maybe we can bring them up or something. Okay. Um, yeah, man. So I don't know. It's kind of freeing to do a show that's not always just about liberty. I don't have to think about it. Oh, you, know, okay. you did a um, a music uh, DJing thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I actually watched most of that, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. I was. It was happening still, I think, live, but I joined up probably when you were 20 minutes into it, and I backed up to when you started, so I was, like, lagging mm. while you were doing it. You know, I could we could do that with... Um, okay, yeah, so let's go off on this tangent, man. So I know... Let's talk a little bit about your career as a photographer. Oh, man, that's going way back. Yeah, man. So um, tell me a little bit about what kind of music you like and and what you've liked throughout your life all right this is good practice because nikki p has invited me on to his show a long time ago and i just we never made it happen and part of the reason is i'm like i, I don't really listen to music anymore you know i wouldn't be an interesting study or a conversation about music but you know i grew up in the uh my formative years were the 90s you know grunge rock the resurgence of like i would think what is considered to be good music like angsty resisting music not resisting in the uh you know resistance um pink pussy hat way uh so i was kind of into that you know nirvana sonic youth but i was also kind of into easy e and nwa you know kind of a little bit eclectic 
in my um, later formative years, I got into heavier stuff like Iron Maiden started to become really cool. I got invited by the girl I was dating at the time to go see them. This is probably 12 years ago now. And so we went and they were old then and now they're, you know, super old. And I was really into that. And this is, I think, when Rock Band came out. And so Run for the Hills was one of the Rock Band songs. And there was like a Bon Jovi song in there. You know, you're like playing with a plastic guitar and plastic drum kit. But you kind of get familiarized with some of the music. But when I was doing photography, that was mostly because it became a hobby for me. And I was friends with people at this local radio station that is... um, called kexp it's kind of well known as far as like indie and cutting edge kind of music like they're um they're not a corporate radio station it's more of like a volunteers and donations style so they don't really have commercials they just do like campaigns to earn money or save you know to like raise money anyway uh so i started shooting in studios for them and then uh shows out at local clubs and arenas that that they would hook me up with and so i did like 200 shows that way and all the venues in town and kind of got into that scene for a while it was a lot of fun um but uh ever since i kind of turned into an anarchist i've mostly been listening to like lectures (laughs) so not nearly as much fun but but it is fun isn't it (laughs) well Um, i've gotten real uh you know, I listened to every Murray Rothbard one like a dozen times, and I've got probably what eighty plus of them on uh, readrothbard.com, complete with transcripts. So do check that out; they're searchable. Time yeah. and you you get that with um, being a Patreon subscriber to either the Liberty Weekly podcast or the actual Anarchy podcast, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I I spent many months putting that together, and uh, I I think it's a cool thing. I don't know if anyone else really does but i i think it's a it's a benefit to the world <laughs> did you try and get it uh like linked on mises.org or something um i've talked with them a little bit about it but not enough to like make it into a thing there was actually conversations about getting some unheard of um recordings that they might have in their archives so physically going down there recording it digitizing it and then making it available. But that's going to take some money and, and some time to do it. So go fund me. Send send the Libertarian Union guys to the Mecca of the Mises campus, the Mises Institute campus. Um, yeah. So when you were go back to when you were uh taking pictures of bands and stuff, what what year time frame was that then? This is probably 2004 through through 2010. Okay. So six years in Seattle. So downtown. I, I lived um, in an area like that was the hip, cool, trendy, gay area. And when I first moved there, I got hit on a lot. And then as I got older, uh, less so. <laughs> is that where you met your wife? Uh, I was living in that area when, when I met her. We met on the internet. Oh, you did? Yeah. The old e-harmony. E-harmony. Yeah. Now, the reason for that is not... See, it sounds bad, I think. Or at least at the time, there's a stigma to like meeting a girl online like that. But I wasn't having trouble meeting girls. I was just having trouble meeting girls that you would want to see more than a couple of times. Yeah, right. 
you know, because I was out doing shows and people were out late and it's uh, parties and drinks and whatnot. And you're not going to necessarily find a, a, a girl that you want to spend a whole lot of time with that way. It now, sounds really horrible, doesn't it? No, not too bad. No, I don't think so. Um, is she an anarchist or was she an anarchist when you guys had met? Was that one of the things? Were I, you an anarchist when you met? I wasn't yet. I was I was questioning like this is right after the the housing bust and I I uh, saw that as a as a problem as it was developing but I and, and Robert and I who's now joined, he's my co-host for both of the shows. So hey hey Robert, how you doing? Hey Daniel, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing yeah, well. We're nice. we're doing the Liberty Weekly. Not weekly, but you know, week week sauce. Are I don't you know. being interviewed? Is that what's going on? Did I interrupt this interview? No, this we're is... just this is a casual chat, man. This is the Liberty Weekly podcast is a foil of like my regular show where I can talk about anything I want and not just liberty. And and it doesn't it doesn't have to be like professional or whatever. Not that my show ever really is. Um yeah, but you have a story, you have a story to tell coming up, Robert. I do. Yeah, you do. You've been roped into this. <laughs> yeah. So thank I, you for joining. I get to make it up. Okay, go ahead. All no, right. It's a real story. What the fuck was I talking about? Um, oh, whether my wife was an anarchist. Um, she was uh, kind of open to it. Like the first couple of weeks we were dating, oh, I would preface a lot of the things I would say to her as. This might sound crazy, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a while, she's like, you don't need to keep saying that part because, yeah, I think you're probably right. And then, hey. yeah, yeah. So that 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 was encouraging. But that was also a phase of like going down all the conspiracy rabbit holes, rabbit trails, you know, and trying to figure out, OK, what makes sense? You know, I was like listening to some David Icke shit and like lizard people and yeah, David Icke, man, and Alex Jones stuff. And uh, and then uh, somebody turned me on to um, Molyneux back when he was decent. And uh, and then by extension, Mises Institute stuff and Tom Woods. And then I got into Rothbard and I did the Mises Institute one year home study course. And that that was just taking it to the next level. You know, I, I made it through that entire thing and you kind of get this uh, well-rounded introduction to how Austrian economics works, libertarianism works. You get introduced to Walter Block and Tom DiLorenzo, um, Robert Higgs and those types. So yeah, there's really no going back from that. Yeah, I find it when I first started out, I was trying to track down people who um, actually had gone down this path and turned away from it. I mean, is there anyone? I don't know of anyone who was a former ANCAP. I know they exist. I guess I've seen like abstractly some randos on Twitter, but most of them weren't ANCAPs very long. Not sure. Well, it depends on if you consider like the Chase Rachels an ANCAP oh. or a Chris Cantwell an ANCAP. I don't really know. I mean, they would describe themselves as such a few years ago. Yeah, unfortunately, I think a lot of them did go down the uh, the alt right hand path. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so um, I didn't know that you liked Iron Maiden, though. That's pretty badass. How do we not talk about that yet? Well, 
it probably uh, hasn't come up because you hadn't had a more laid back version of the show before. Ah, ah. See, see the benefits are already coming out, but um, I don't know. I, I want, do you collect records at all? I never really did, but uh, my mom had a bunch of records when I was growing up, you know, Beatles and the doors and Zeppelin and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure she still got them somewhere in her house, but I had a bunch of music that, um, was like burned on CDs by my co-host here back in college and then digitized a bunch of, uh, stuff in MP3. Like when I was going out to shows and whatnot, getting like the band would give me their CD or whatever. Were you, were you ever, well, hold on. I got, this is the only Iron Maiden record that I have. My ex bought it for me for Christmas. Shout out Shelby. If you're watching <laughs> anybody, <laughs> my uh i always thought it'd be funny to the exes that i've dated if they've ever discovered that i have like online content that would be such an interesting thing to see um yeah i don't know but it's pretty cool i don't know it's a, it's a nice little picture disc you know, oh that is cool upside down yeah is that yeah. how they shipped it like in a poly yeah i don't know if she bought it like this i think she must have ordered it online but yeah, this is all it is. There's no cover for it or anything like that. But it's like live recordings, and I'm not a big fan of live recordings. Some of them can be good. Like um, Killswitch Engage has a really, really good live recording um, of when they were in Massachusetts. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but they it was for their DVD. And Howard Jones in it, I don't know if you know Killswitch at all, but Howard Jones, he has this great, like, baritone voice that is just so smooth and silky and he's got a really nice vibrato and in the live performance he he just he killed it vocally and he his his growls were like even deeper and the music just sounded heavier and um it was more raw it was just great that sounds good yeah i i haven't really listened to them i've heard the name they're a little more i mean metal corey at times, I could describe them as like a guilty pleasure, but Howard Jones is the better vocalist of the two. That's inside baseball. But um, yeah, so Robert, you should tell the story of that Daniel started at the beginning for our continuity. What are we talking about here? I might have missed it. What story that he talked told at the beginning? So one time he was describing this trip where you guys... Um, where we, you were driving down south in the middle of the winter when you guys were like 19 years old and his throat closed shut. Does that ring any you bell? You talk about the Colorado trip? Yes. <laughs> so I don't know what he, what has he said. What has he told you so far? Well, just the basic outline, I suppose, that you were on this couple days long road trip and doing 19-year-old stuff. And he, his throat started to close up and you looked into his throat and saw like a horrible vision. Yeah, he had, well, it turned out he had what, what, what was it you had, Daniel? I forget what it was actually called. It's a normal thing, right? I think it was mono, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds about right. But it looked to me like you had a golf ball covered in flecks of cheddar cheese. Oh God. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It was more like, a, well, it was just enormous. And then it, you know, it's got the divots in it, but then it's chunks of orange chunk sticking up. You know, it 
it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare-inducing thing. I don't know how doctors deal with that, looking at the human body and all its grotesqueries and just being totally fine and going, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll just get you on some meds and be fine with it. But it was it was a nightmare. Yeah, that was a fun trip. I mean, that was the time when we... We 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 found out you know change guys she's clean Bob, um, that's the porn. We almost hit that moose. It <laughs> was walking across the road at the time. That was pretty fun. Yep. And then each of us got some kind of injury or illness. <laughs> I think I escaped. Didn't I escape? Clean. I was clean. Everybody else got hurt. Or was uh, that, that... I want to say you hurt your back maybe or or something. Oh, you're right. Holden <laughs> like almost broke his shoulder. And then I, yeah. I got this like mad illness that was it Shane that escaped? I think it was probably Shane then. Yeah, but he was like calling his uh, girlfriend every ten minutes. So that's kind of like getting injured. Yeah. Oh my God, I remember those days. I was I was that guy in high school with the needy girlfriends. Were you the needy one, or were they the needy ones? They were the needy ones, and I. But I was always their bitch. Oh yeah. Yeah. So into him. I had one girlfriend who bought me a disposable. So my I had a a Motorola Razor, and my girl my my parents would take it away from me at night, but I needed it so I could get a hold of them if I you know was driving or whatever. But she bought me a disposable cell phone, a burner that she would load minutes on that I would keep from my parents and use to text her at night. <laughs> And I would have to have, I would have to fucking have that phone. And we burned through all the minutes on it in one night. So yeah, it was great. Good times. Just no self-confidence. None. Yeah. She had, her parents were going through a divorce. I felt pretty bad, but you know, good times. <laughs> yeah. So this show is supposed to be entertaining, not like a downer, dude. Oh, that's not a downer. It's uh it's me being an idiot. The the whole life experiences. She she got at one point she got a puppy and she got two puppies and one of them had its period on me. What? Yeah. yeah. The the puppy it grew up and then it had its period on my on my shirt. Puppies menstruate? Yeah. Puppies. Female, female menstruating puppies. They become sexually mature when they're still a puppy and they menstruate. I don't on know you? what happened. I just know that it was like it was the female puppy and it had like it was stinky and red stuff on my shirt. Well, I mean, puppy, was it like a year or two old and still like playful and hence a puppy or was it still small? I don't remember. What else could it have been? I don't know. We'll go with what we'll go with your story. It sounds good. The mystery of the red stuff. That's what the title of the episode is gonna be. The mystery of the red stuff. Okay. With Daniel and Robert of the actual anarchy podcast. You know, there's a secret group that I'm in on the old Facebook, and lately they've been posting pictures of people putting period blood on their face in like Man. some kind of support of feminism. What the fuck? And this one uh, real cucky type dude actually puts a pad uh, from his girlfriend on his face to like, and, and says something like, she has to do, deal with this every month, so I'm supporting her somehow. That can't be real. I mean, how that does that support someone? 
because they have to go through the same experience or whatever. So you're like mimicking oh. it to be so you can sympathize with it. Yeah. Solidarity so they, and shit. You know, they, solidarity. They have to put their face in, in a tampon pad. Those are two different things, but they have to put their face in a tampon pad for a month. So I'm going to do it too. Yeah. You would be more accurate if you just like sat on a nail or something and like bled out of his butt. <laughs> Wouldn't that be more accurate? You'd bleed for a couple of days. Solidarity, man. I love this. I already love this new podcast. This is going to be great. This is like <laughs> podcast. Okay. Podcasting is better than a video game. True or false? Good shows can be for sure. Yeah. But I mean, doing the podcast and like having like talks with your friends and then putting it online and seeing people like, why, why do you, why do you pe people podcast? It must be like some kind of a dopamine hit, you know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't get enough. And cap talk time in my daily life. So this is my outlet for that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Dopamine hits. That's all we're doing is we're just chasing those dopamine hits. That is. That is what life is all about. You it's are searching for brain pleasure. It's lasted about two years for the, the podcast now. I think two years in May. How many episodes have you been doing weekly? Have you missed um, a few? I've been trying to. I've missed a few. I've had some hiatuses. But sometimes I've released more than once um, a week. So I don't know. I, I think I'm on 110, but there's been unnumbered episodes or where I've deviated from the numbering. That makes it easy for everyone to follow along. It does, yeah. There's the, the Liberation Library series and the... Uh, I had the Thought Crime Thursdays, but... This gives me, I don't know, I'm just jacked about the show because it gives me so much more flexibility. And now I don't have to, if I have a topic for the show, I don't have to fucking worry about it not fitting or something. And I can swear, like, this is supposed to be the off-the-rails kind of, I don't know, have a fun time and then upload it. People seem to like that better. Drink half a half a fifth of Jagger. Half a fifth. This is a once, 175. Oh, okay, that's a big boy, okay. It is a big boy. It was on sale for $40, but I love Jägermeister. You just doing that straight? Oh, yeah. You betcha. You're not mixing it with Red Bull or anything? You know, I, I had done that in the past. I worry a little bit about the diabetes. <laughs> Probably with good reason. <laughs> I'm not a totally young man anymore, even though I am. Yeah, that would be $40. It's not the years, it's the mileage. It's like sometimes people come in my office at work and they're they're like, how long have you been doing this? How many divorce cases have you had? And then part of me is like, I don't want any more cases right now. So I'm like, about five months. <laughs> <laughs> so that bottle of Jaeger would be about $40 in taxes here. No shit. Yeah, wow. so probably 80 bucks. You're kidding, right? I mean, no, they it... like double it. Really? Yeah. We're in Wisconsin, so. Or I'm in Wisconsin, so yeah. Your your first DUI in Wisconsin is not criminal. It's just a traffic ticket. I mean, you still lose your license, but it's not a criminal offense. Oh, that sounds better than here. Here, they like want to lock you up. Yeah. 
Well, we all know that if they privatized the roads, there'd be better solutions to these problems, but say yeah. la vie. Yeah, every every couple of years they like up the uh, the fines and criminality of these things and they're like surprised it's not fixing the problem, so then they just make it more criminal. <laughs> right. Now it's even more bad. Just doesn't make a lot of a lot of sense to me. Yeah, so let's talk about next week. Uh, I think we were thinking about my cousin Vinny on our show. Yeah, let's do. I just watched that a couple weeks ago for the first time. Oh, you'd never seen it before? Yeah, I had never seen it before, and it was really good. Like, wait, it's it's Joe Pesci, right? He's the. He's I thought the, you said you just watched it. <laughs> I did, but I I can't remember. Joe Pesci, I. I really like Joe Pesci. He's cool, especially from Home Alone, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what you think of when you think of cool Joe Pesci? Home Alone? Okay. He's bumbling around getting smacked in the face over and over again? Yeah, but I mean, I really liked him in that film. <laughs> okay. Not was... Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know how many. I've Not seen Casino. maybe once or twice. It's a good show. It's one of the greatest mafia movies of all time. Who's the um who's the main protagonist in Goodfellas? Um the guy that's doing the Chantix commercials now. What's his name? Chantix. Oh, you mean uh um Ray Liotta. Yeah. And De Niro's in it. Bobby De Niro's in it, yeah. But Leota plays the main guy. Yeah, there's all that gangster movie stuff. Scarface, Pacino, good shit. Pacino played in The Devil's Advocate, right? Yeah. Yeah, with Reeves. Yeah. Playing evil lawyers. Yeah. yeah. I have a funny story. Patrick. I'll, I'll tell you a story about that, except I won't do it on air. <laughs> all the right. Is real. Is that trying to say, Patrick? Save it for your, uh, your high-level Patreon bonus content. I will. The, yeah, the highest of the high level. So I don't know what our runtime is right now. Do you know how much it is? I have no, like, I guess I don't really care. But you yeah, guys, you guys, how long have we been on? You guys got to record your show tonight still, right? We do. Yeah. We've been on for, was it like half hour? Maybe something got, like that. Does this count as our, um, oh, it's TTO little, for our show, for Daniel? You. Well, we're on Pat's feed right now, and if he gives us the audio, then I guess it could be pre-show for ours, but it would feel kind of ham-fisted in there. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, this was the first episode of the Liberty Weekly podcast. So, um, Oh, you were going to show that uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, I'll show the Rick and Morty meme. And then, I don't know, if you guys want to go, I could ask uh robert what his favorite music is and talk about that a little bit in fact go right now robert favorite bands top five fucking how am i supposed to answer that question i know i i hate that question <laughs> that's the worst question i could think of a bunch of bands i like but then you could name me 10 more, more bands and i go oh yeah i like those too oh yeah those are good <clears throat> well, i mean i grew up yeah I'll, okay i'll give you the story of what i listened to growing up the first, I at first I hated music. I thought music was only for girls. It was something that girls oh. listened to. Yeah, you heard me. 
still think about it sometimes. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, no, we were, I was in sixth grade, fifth, like fourth, fifth, sixth grade. So whatever ages those are, I, I l heard people talking about music and I thought, man, that is just something that girls are into. I don't know. It's dumb. Then I want to say we got like run DMC Aerosmith walk this way. And I go, oh, okay. So there is kind of good music too. And then there was like, what is another good Run DMC song? I forget from back in the day. It's not coming to my mind at the moment. But anyway, we got these little singles, single record player singles. This is how old I am. That they were 33 and a half, or I forget what they're called. But they're little record player singles. And we had this tiny little record player. And we got like 10 of them. And we would listen to Squeeze Hourglass and uh, what is that? Uh, Pink Cadillac. And anyway, just a bunch of old 80s songs. And then kind of the 90s happened in the late 80s and the 90s and like Guns N' Roses and Appetite for Destruction. And then it was a big deal when Use Your Illusion came out. And all the guys were talking about Use Your Illusion. They were super hyped about, you know, what are the best songs? Was Use Your Illusion 1 better than Use Your Illusion 2? And who knows? But um, then, you know, a lot of, like, hard music happening, Megadeth, Metallica, that kind of stuff. Um, and then grunge happened. And, you know, I'm from that area, so we were really big into it. Um, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, um, Stone Temple Pilots, that kind of stuff. And then I kind of fell off from music after the grunge era died off. And then like Backstreet Boys and all this kind of pop music and like Britney Spears was coming in. And I was like, well, I'm not into this. This isn't cool. And grunge was like gone. Soundgarden changed to kind of be more of a pop rock band, kind of. Still had some pretty good songs but nirvana was dead pearl jam 10 i don't think they've ever surpassed it i, I think versus is good but it, vitology was worse and then it just got worse so i i'm still like a purist from 10 being the best pearl jam album of all time and i don't think i'm wrong about that so i didn't really follow up on all that stuff and all it was kind of a surprise later on in life i ran into my friends again and they, were, they had kept up with all the latest, you know, like Foo Fighters music and all the bands that like were kind of like alternative rock at the time. And I had just signed off. I, I kind of started listening to um, Jungle and um, Drum and Bass and like Big Beat Techno, like Prodigy, Chemical Brothers. Listen to a lot of that. Um, and then they don't really make stuff anymore. I guess Prodigy's still making an album every once in a while. Chemical Brothers, I don't know if they're doing. I think they're just DJing. Um, but then I kind of signed off from that even for a while, for many years. And I got into mostly listening to radio, talk radio, and um, watching YouTube videos and stuff like that. And then... And then when dubstep came out, like with Skrillex, I got into that for a little bit. And I still think he's talented, but I think his early stuff is probably the best. But I don't like, I'm not into the scene. I don't listen to a whole ton of that stuff. These days, it's pretty much 
I'll be watching something. And if there's a cool song in the background, I'll go, oh, that sounds cool. Let me check it out. And then I'll check it out. But I don't like go into the, like the old back catalog. Like, you know, I uh, Heathens by 21 Pilots is a good song. But then I listen to other 21 Pilots songs. And I'm like, well, Heathens is their best track. So I'll only listen to Heathens. And I'll have, you know, just like a, a greatest hits kind of stuff, a smattering. I don't really, there's nobody I really follow these days. So I'm kind of a, a la carte kind of uh, omnivore when it comes to music for the most part these days. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like you are. It sounds like you guys have both kind of bounced around a lot. Like, so do you have you guys connected a lot about music in your friendship? Uh, Daniel, when he was roommating with um, Hey Marseille, he had uh, I think he gave me Travels and Trunks, one of their albums, and I've listened to that quite a bit. It's a good album. I've heard um, of that band before. Have you? Yeah. I was a hipster. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. Death Cab for Cutie kind of opened that up for us here. I've I've gotten drunk and cried a lot to Death Cab for Cutie. Okay, maybe not cried, but been super <laughs> duper depressed and drunk to Death Cab for Cutie. And well, just listening to them will make you that way. Yeah, I played so at at one point in time I played at the local coffee shop and tried to sing and stuff. And you know, I've been into like well, Elliot Smith and stuff like that, I told you guys about, but um, yeah, so I had that kind of flirtatious period for three or four years with, uh, you know, indie music and heroin and suicide, heroin and suicide and razor blades and steak knives to the chest. But yeah, no, that's pretty cool, though. Um, I've always been about heavy metal, though, aside from my foray into indie music judas priest judas priest i have that's my number one band man i have i've been trying to collect their albums on vinyl but there's they still sound good can rob still belt it out oh yeah i've seen them twice in the last maybe five or five years four years yeah helford can still belt it out um not as much as he used to but um their new their newest album health um firepower kicks ass and uh redeemer of souls it kicks like it it actually kicks ass it actually rocks like i don't know of any other band that has come out with an album that is an instant classic in the same way i mean maybe not an instant classic as much as like screaming for vengeance or um defenders of the faith or something like that but it ranks pretty high up there have you heard of a band called sabaton yes <laughs> My wife hates that band because, oh, and remind me, um, I have one last story for the last thing that we talk about, and it has to do with Skrillex. So remind me. But sweet, okay. My wife hates Sabaton because her ex boyfriend liked Sabaton, and they're not ah. as good as the other band that has Tim the Ripper Owens in it, who played, sang for Judas Priest. Well, okay, what's the other band? What? Iced Earth. Earth is way better than Sabaton. Okay, she heard because me. Sabaton. Can you hear her? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Okay, Iced Earth. It's just my personal opinion that Iced Earth is way better than Sabaton because Sabaton is just. It's like a poor man's Iced Earth. 
In an iced earth is a poor man's Iron Maiden. Okay, yeah. Iced Earth? I've never heard of Iced Earth before. Iced Earth is better. I can I can confirm. Plus the guy, like their lead singer, I can't remember his name right now. But he just obviously thinks very like super highly of himself in like an obnoxious narcissistic way. So like me. <laughs> and it's like they all of their subject matter seems like it's just I don't know pawned off things that other people have done before well what were you going to say about Sabaton Robert I well just because I didn't know that the band existed up until yesterday oh. and I went on a little bit of YouTube watching spree and um, I was pleasantly surprised I mean all their music kind of sounds very similar but they've got a couple tracks that surprised me I mean here I am an atheist and they're talking about you know like super Christian soldiery type stuff, on, at least on some of their tracks. I don't know if they are, but um, but those are the ones I actually liked the most. It was kind of funny. There was one of the song by the, like, it's all about the Crusades. I don't know what the name of the title is, the song is, but um, I thought it was fun. It seems like they're a band that they kind of glorify war in a little bit, oh. but, I mean, their songs are all about war, but it's kind of honoring I, I don't know, like the nobility of war, which kind of grosses me out a little bit, but at least they talk about, you know, history. So they'll talk about the Polish resistance in Warsaw in World War II, or, you know, wars that you may not have necessarily heard about. So it seems like they're history nerds that they also rock out. So that's kind of fun. So what you're saying is that your feelings are really, really hurt right now by what my wife had to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Iced Earth also does that. And you'll, that's kind of like a power metal kind of thing. So we could, I mean, I could do a whole show about all the other different subgenres of, of metal, <clears throat> but that's kind of a power metal thing that really started with Dio, like Ronnie James Dio. And then other bands have really kind of made it into their own historical thing. You know, Christopher Lee came out with two metal albums about Charlemagne. Have you heard of this? Christopher Lee, the guy who played um, Saruman in The Lord of the Rings. The actor? Was the also actor. a heavy metal singer? Yes. Before the man with the golden gun? Yeah. What? And he was also in the British SAS during World War II, if you hadn't heard about that. Another trivia thing, he has the World Guinness uh, record for most appearances in film. Really? At least he did 15 years ago. <laughs> Well, he was in a bunch of like uh, old school horror films, wasn't he, too? I think, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 So I don't but know. He died, right? Like uh, right after the last um, Return of the King, or, or did he make it through one of the Hobbit? He, he only died like two years ago. Two no, he did Return of the King, and then, yeah, he did the Star Wars movies. And he was in Star Wars? Oh, I guess, he yeah. Did. Yeah, yeah, the prequels. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I was going to say something else about music and stuff and metal. Anyways, well, my Skrillex story, and then we'll close, so we'll let you guys record your show if you're still down tonight. Um, so one of my ex-girlfriends apparently dated Skrillex before he made it big when he was still in From First to Last. 
which was the band he was in before he became Skrillex. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Um, do you guys I know? Him? No, I, I have no idea what his real name is. But he was in from first to last, and they were on Warp Tour, and apparently my ex-girlfriend met him, and then they dated for like a few months or something. So yeah. Warp Tour, that's like a punk kind of a tour? Yeah, Warp Tour was always the the skater punk kind of. I mean, it's more like I don't Dance know and whatnot. Yeah, teeny bopper kind of punk rock music. Punk X. I'm a rap. Yeah, no, not no, not like that hardcore. Just um, I don't know what kind of freaking bands would be out for Warp Tour. Like No Effects or yeah, not like skate, not Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, like Blink-182 would be a band on Warp Tour, or like, um, I don't know. Who are the guys who are like, moved to Bremerton? Moved to Bremerton? The band, yeah. the song? Moved yeah, to Bremerton? Song. They're, they're, they're from there, and they were like, skate punk kind of music. They were relatively famous for a little while. Uh, couldn't tell you, buddy. Yeah, Pat's looking it up. Moved to Bremerton. We could look it up. Moved to Bremerton. Oh, I'm not looking that up. I'm just looking at like what Warp Tour bands would be. My wife would know because this was her era. Um, freaking bands. Freaking bands. So this is supposed to be an entertainment show, right, Pat? Yeah, this is an entertainment show. I'm I'm entertained. Are you entertained? This was pretty entertaining talking about music and yeah. everything else. Yeah, sort of. I mean. I mean Robert had a lot more to say about music than I did. I was like, I just don't really listen to it anymore. <laughs> it's something that affects everybody's life. Everybody's got some connection to music, even if it is just for girls. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, who doesn't listen to music anymore? You're a freaking anomaly. Listen to your lineup. Time for that. Okay. All that remains: Alkaline Trio, um, MXPX, moved to Bremerton. That's what the band is. MXPX, yeah. Breathe. I haven't actually. I haven't heard of them. I don't know. None of this is really. I'm not finding like a great list of really super knowable bands that have been on Warp Tour a lot, of, a lot of times. All right, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm going to copyright strike you. Hold on. No, don't copyright strike me. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will boot you. I have the power. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was great. This was a good beginning to the Liberty Weekly podcast. I don't know how I'm going to, like, in an audio fashion, differentiate the two shows. I'm open to any ideas on that, but... If you like what we're doing here, you'll probably like the Liberty Weekly podcast proper, which is at libertyweekly.net. And then I think I'm going to filter all of the Liberty Weekling shows to some kind of place on that website, or I might buy a domain that will redirect to that or not. But if you like what I'm doing, support me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Liberty Weekly, um, W-E-E-K-L-Y. Now I'm going to have to differentiate through all that shit. Or you Liberty weekly.net forward slash email my email list that's probably the best place to follow what i do um i think you just solved your own problem there pat call yeah. show the liberty weekling 
Yeah, it's the Liberty Weakling podcast. So that'll be my audio differentiation between the two. Um, but yeah, really appreciate it. I was really glad to invite you guys on to be the first guests. I tried to get my wife to come on, but I don't think she she doesn't want to expose herself to the internet, which I guess I don't blame her. <laughs> she was on for a moment, and it was a glorious moment. Probably the best moment of the show. It was a, a glorious damn moment. And we'll close with this meme. This is the meme that we were talking about before. I'm starting my own commune where there's no money or private property and everyone works equally without exploiting his fellow man for profit. Okay, then. That was always allowed. Goodbye, Jerry. That's awesome. Oh, it's brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Check out the Actual Anarchy podcast at actualanarchy.com, of which you guys will be recording now. What is the movie you're doing? We are doing The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. The latest uh -huh. Cohen brothers effort that Robert was hot to trot about. He's watched it now three or four times, and I think it's going to be a blockbuster episode. So, so this is actually a movie that Robert enjoys. <laughs> I like movies. He's been the on Cohen brothers are shit masters of the genre. They 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 can almost do no wrong. Are they the ones that did like Moonrise Kingdom and the Tannenbaums and except no. It's Wes Anderson, Tenenbaums. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, the Coens did Lebowski. And Fargo, No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, they're pretty cool. I dig it. It's a little awkward. Yeah. If you got Netflix, watch Buster Scruggs. You will not You will not regret it. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay, I'll put yeah, that on there right now, buddy. The yeah, buddy. Yeah, I gotta. I'm still going through um, Alex Jones's uh, appearance on Rogan. I'm on like hour two right now. So, and do you guys have Discord? I just got a Discord the other day. I don't. Yeah. Right. Well, you're. I'm gonna send you a, an invite link to the Liberty Weekly Discord. I I'm actually building like listeners of the show community there. And Daniel, you should join too. It's pretty cool. Got another thing I gotta join. Yeah, freaking. You just sent me a thing. I gotta join, Daniel. I want to hear about it. What the hell? I send you some Zoom thing. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, everyone's talking it up. How it has like better audio than uh, Hangout, but I don't know, man. Let's just hang out. This is just so damn convenient. Anyways, well, this was the first episode. We'll submit it to iTunes and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, peace out. We'll see you next time for another chill, laid back conversation that doesn't necessarily have to do with libertarianism. Peace. Peace.